Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. As you guys know, I'm a default Clippers supporter because I started supporting the team back in 2019, 2020, when my favorite player at the time, Kawhi Leonard, decided, excuse me, to join the Clippers. Now, prior to that, I've known about the Clippers. There was a Lob City Clippers with Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Matt Barnes, uh, and so many other players. Very exciting team. One could arguably say at the time that was probably the most electrifying team in the NBA. Obviously, they're the ones that had Lob City and all of those different and all those different things. But during that Lob City run, um, I was still I was actually a Laker fan. Now, why was I a Laker fan? Because I'm a Kobe Bryant fan. Right, and I think there are two type of fans uh, in the NBA in sports. Really, they're fans that support the teams that um, are based where they where they live. Right, so if you're in New York, you're gonna if you're a New Yorker, you're gonna support the Knicks. If you're in California, you're gonna well, not that's a bad example, but you get the point. If you're in Miami, you're either gonna support the Magic or the Heat, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then some people, some people basically adopt second teams. Right, they may be from one particular place, but because they frequent another place a lot then they support that team. I give you guys a prime example of this. When the Miami Heat were in the Eastern Conference Finals, I looked courtside. Who did I see in a lot of those courtside games apart from DJ Khaled? I saw P. Diddy. Puff Daddy was sitting there right at the corner, but Puff Daddy's from New York. But I'm sure he spent so much time in Miami throughout his career and his life that I think he considers Miami to be one of his second homes. So therefore, you see him at a game rooting on a Heat game. But he's not from Miami. He's from New York. So... This type of thing happens all the time. So you have those type of people, and then you have people that follow players because a certain player maybe attracts them to a sport. And then if that player stays with that particular team for a long time, then ultimately they become a fan of that team. Now, I was a Lakers fan for the longest, like for the longest uh, time because Kobe Bryant made me a fan of the team, right? Uh, hard not to be a Laker fan when you got Kobe Bryant uh, coaching the team. But ever since Kobe retired, funny enough, one of my biggest fears Prior to Kobe retiring, I was like, man, who the hell am I going to root for now? Who the hell am I going to root for now? Who's going to be my new favorite player? But then, obviously, I heard Kobe was working with Kawhi, and then that's how it started gravitating. I started following Kawhi in Toronto, then when he went to the Raptors, and ultimately when he went to the Clippers. So I kind of became a Clipper fan uh, that way. Now, backstory: I have only been to California one time in my life. I've only been to L.A., one time. And it was a very, very interesting experience. We got a lot of time. We got a lot of time. 
I'm gonna give you guys the backstory real quick. It was a very, very interesting experience for me. Uh, I went there with family, and I remember like driving through. No, I wasn't driving, going through the highway, and based on what I saw, I was like kind of looking over the fence of the highway, and I saw something. I was like, "Did that say? Did that say what?" And I, you know, it's listening to hip hop growing up, listening to West Coast music. I'm like, yo, that's the one. Like, yo, this is crazy. Like, so it was, it was a crazy experience. Then you get there, and I'm looking at the place, and I'm looking around. I'm like, yo, this place is real. I mean, this is the what? This is the weather. This is the vibe. I couldn't believe it. Right? I couldn't believe it. Uh, went there. Went to um, I think it's Universal Studios. So moved around L.A. Moving around and it went to Beverly Hills, all these different places. I'm like, man, this place is pretty nice, right? It was a pretty, pretty nice thing. But I'm somebody that's visited, right? There are people that have actually lived there for a very long time. Now, where am I going with this? For the people that call themselves Laker fans and for the people that actually live in L.A. that are Laker fans, it's a totally different thing being a Laker fan in L.A. versus being a Laker fan from far away. Now, what am I referring to? Recently, I was listening to an episode from the Playoff uh, Paul George podcast. Uh, um, um, yeah, Paul George podcast, right? Playoff P podcast, whatever. And he interviews different people. But on this particular show, he had a highly uh, requested guest who was Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann of Clippers. If y'all know him, you know him. He was on there and they were talking about a range of things, Kawhi stories and all of that. But then there's a clip going around the internet that was basically centered on Paul George and Terrence Mann talking about the stark differences between being a Clipper in L.A. versus being a Lakers player in L.A. all the way down to the facility where both teams reside. So what we want to do is want to quickly play uh, this audio. It's a very short clip, about a minute or so. And then we're going to come back and react to the show, uh, to what they had to say. Take a listen to that there. At Crypto, <laughs> we shared a space there. It's a weird dynamic. I was telling them we'll go in the weight room and Brian got his sh You don't touch his, his logo on it. Yeah, yes. logoed out. The workers, you know what I'm saying? You know they're all Lakers fans. Right, yeah. They be like, this way, man. Yeah, this right, way, right. come on. <laughs> <laughs> you this way, come on. Right, you, 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 come right. On. Like, it feels like we're the little bros over they there. They treat y'all different. They treat us different. <laughs> the different lighting in the home game. Yeah, they is like upscale. Yeah. So it's, it's just a weird dynamic. It's a Lakers town. Sometimes I walk in a certain place and I could feel that somebody's a Lakers fan. They know who mm -hmm. I am. Yeah. Yeah. They might say something. They might treat you a little weird and like, yeah, they take that way too serious. It's just funny to me. Like if I'm somewhere and they like, ah, oh, you should be a Laker or come to LA. And I'm like, like I'm in LA. <laughs> Bro, what? You can feel it. It's crazy out there. You can really feel how they feel about the Lakers and how they feel about the Clippers. So you heard their comments. Now, this is incredible. This is incredible. They said, because you guys know they share the same arena, which is always quite interesting, given the fact that they're constantly changing it. And I can understand Steve Ballmer walking in there like, bro, I'm, I'm sick of seeing these people's faces. I got enough money. I, need, I can go start my own damn, build my own damn arena. But it's quite interesting to hear, like, you walk over there, you see LeBron James waits, or you walk down the hallway, you see a Laker player going over there. Or you go over there, you see another guy over there, and you see the, you hear the equipment people saying, like, oh, it's you, it's over there. And over. He said you can even feel it when you go around the city, right? That uh, the Lakers really, like, it's a Laker town. It's a Laker town. And if you're a Clipper, you're like the, the, the little brother um, in the city. Now, it's one thing when you hear people talk about this. It's another thing when you're hearing it from the vantage point of one of the players that act, or some of the players that actually play 
for the other organization. It's quite it's quite surprising. It is really quite su- now. Growing up in New York, New York has kind of like a similar situation. Uh, in New York, the main teams are this: football is the New York Giants. Right? Growing up, you're a Giants fan. They have the the Jets, but the Jets fans are far and in between. I don't think I met a lot of dudes that were Jets fans. They're there. I think the Jets are in Queens, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think they're. I think their stadium is in Queens. Their arena is in Queens. But for the most part, it's New York Giants fans. New York also had uh, got two teams. They got two teams. You had the New York Knicks, and then you had the New, New, New Jersey Nets. So I guess who belong to New Jersey, but now you have the Brooklyn Nets. Even though the Brooklyn Nets are in New York, in Brooklyn, the vast majority of New Yorkers are Nick fans. Are Nick fans now? As somebody growing up in New York, I don't remember us being like, "Yo, get out of here, man! Get your dusty ass out of here!" You are, 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 you are a Nets fan, or if you're a Yankee fan, yo, get your get your get, get your dusty ass up out of here. You are a New York Mets fan. I never saw that. I saw I saw dudes rocking Mets fitted uh, Mets fitted. I think Mets are also in Queens, if I'm not mistaken, because I, I I could be wrong about that. I don't know, but New York is predominantly a Yankees, Giants, uh, Knicks town. Which is crazy, man. New York got New York, bro, boy, oh boy. New York got a lot of teams, man. Anyway, so I kind of I can understand it. I can kind of relate to it a little bit, but the way that they describe it, because we produced a lot of Clippers content, a lot of Clippers content. We produce Lakers content as well, but whenever is this Clippers versus Lakers content, yo, these Laker fans don't be playing in the comment section, son. These dudes don't be playing. They be wow. They be ready for the Clipper fans, man. How much you got? Clippers could win a, 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 a playoff series. Yeah, but your ass is still dusty. That's all you got. Congratulations. You won a playoff series. We got 16 championships. I'm like, Jesus, Lord. It's unbelievable. Now, I I think there's some Laker fans that have some grace for me because they're like, well, he's a Kobe fan. So I'm not rocking with him, but I'm, but I'm going to watch him. Cause you know he he a Kobe fan, so I you know I can't really, you know what I'm saying, but I'm watching him. You know I don't know why he over there with them. He's supposed to be here with us, but I'm still watching him. And then you got some of them like, yo, get your crusty ass up out of here. You are you are you are Clippers. It's really like that. So to me, it's quite interesting to hear these guys say this. Uh, that it's a totally different thing. These guys are not the first guys that said this. Um, what's his name? Um, Patrick Beverly said the same thing. And ironically, even when Kobe Bryant was playing, I heard him take a few shots. At the Clippers. Now, um, will LA ever be a Clippers town? I think they have a, a, a Clippers town. I think they have as much chance of being a Clippers town as the Mets have a chance of being uh, of being of New York being a Mets town. It's like saying the Mets are going to surpass the Yankees. How is that going to happen? I don't think it will ever be that. I think if the Clippers won some championships, I think it will be they will be more respected. But even if they won one championship, I can see a typical Laker fans like, yo, man, get your dusty ass up out of here. All you got is one championship. I, we can't be taking you seriously. Laker fans ain't Laker fans ain't letting it go. Laker, Laker fans are not letting it go. To me, it's all fun. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I guess some people take it more seriously than others. But I said, hey, let's just approach this thing from a lighthearted standpoint. So uh, what I want to know from you guys is simply, especially the people living out there, is it really like that? 
Is it really a Laker fan? And do y'all really be going at these Clipper fans? Clipper fans, let me know, man. How y'all feeling out there? Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. This is going to be an interesting show because I believe this show is going to be dealing with a larger issue kind of impacting uh, this current NBA. Now, some of you guys may be aware uh, but the NBA just recently put together an amalgamation of players to go compete in the FIBA World Cup. So we're all aware of this. And usually how these things happen is that usually you have a head coach um, that's probably selected by the committee. Then you have his assistant head coaches. These are all coaches of you know pretty pretty important teams in the NBA. So you have the coaches. And then you have the players that then make the rosters, you have tryouts, all of these various things. And what they're doing is they're looking for the best, kind of the group that has the best fit to go out there and run whatever offense or defense that they're going to be looking to deploy once the competition ensues, right? So usually this is how it happens. And the way that they kind of prepare themselves for international competition is that they get what you call, it, uh, they get what you call, um, uh, what is it, um, a select team, right? And essentially what the select team does is that it helps prepare the main team on how other teams are going to be playing. So they usually they play the, the, the style of play that their opponents are going to be playing to help kind of hone their skills. So what happened? As the training camp, whatever you want to call it, was underway, <laughs> the main team ended up losing two consecutive scrimmages to the select team. And as a matter of fact, I came across an article here from Marka.com. There are a bunch of them covering it, but this is the one I want to read from. And it says, there was always a chance that the select team, a group of young players plus some veterans brought in to help Team USA prepare for their FIBA World Cup might prove a challenge. That's exactly what happened as uh, led by Detroit Pistons guard Cade Cunningham. Uh, the select team won both scrimmages. It's reminiscent to a certain extent of that mythical single defeat to the 1992 Barcelona Dream Team against the youngsters led by Chris Webber. The 2023 select team is made up of Cunningham, Jalen uh, Durant, Langston Galloway, Jalen Green, Chet um, Holmgren, uh, John Jenkins, Herb Jones, Eric Mika, Trey Murphy, Keegan Murray, Peyton uh, Pritchard, Nas Reed and Jalen Williams, right? So essentially what happened was this team went on to beat the main team, which is a bit in a which is a which is a bit of an embarrassment. So much so that former NBA players actually started to comment on it. Now, as you guys know, uh Gilbert Arenas has his own podcast, it's called Gil's Arena, and he's pretty outspoken. So what happened? I was doing some research this morning and I came across an article from the sports rush, which essentially was which essentially was reacting to the comments that Gilbert Arenas made. In this case, they were actually pointing out what Shaquille O'Neal had to say about Gilbert Arenas's comments about this new team, about this current team that we have, this current crop of players that we have going into the FIBA World Cup. So basically, the article just basically says. Um, the USA FIBA World Cup team has been receiving a lot of criticism in the past uh, few days. Their lack of superstar players on the roster, the loss of the select team in two consecutive scrimmages, everything about the team has st started to concern the NBA community. Former Washington Wizard player Gilbert Arenas recently took a shot at the team, calling them a sorry-ass group for their poor performance and 
a nondescript lineup. Shaquille O'Neal shared Arenas' views on his Instagram stories, perhaps highlighting the issue at hand. So what we want to do is we want to actually put up what Shaq, what Shaq said or what Shaq put on his Instagram story. And there you can see that Shaquille O'Neal is essentially um, um, concurring with the views that Gilbert Arenas put out there. Now, here's why I said this is a larger issue here. What I've noticed is that to some, not all, the NBA has become a right more than a privilege. What do I mean by this? In the past, a lot of players that came into the NBA viewed playing in the NBA as a privilege. And when they went there, they respected the game. They did their best to play as many games as possible, to show up for the fans, to actually give a damn about their careers. Like that was actually a thing. But as time has gone on, what I'm beginning to no- what I'm beginning to notice, and I think it's something that a lot of people are noticing. I don't think I'm the only one noticing this, is that more and more players are caring less about the game, and they seem to be more focused on what the game brings instead of the game itself, primarily the money. Right? The NBA now has become, and I'm sad to say it, is looking like a grift for some people. They're like, okay, I'm gonna work my tail off, find a way to get into the NBA, I'm gonna make my money, and then. I'm run off scot-free with the bag and that's it, right? And you're seeing this. One of the ways it was exhibited in terms of the lack of respect and um, just overall effort that these guys are putting into the game was during the last All-Star game. A game in which head coach of the Denver Nuggets, Mike Malone, if I'm not mis- I think he was the head coach at the time, or Taylor Jenkins, I'm not sure, but he's, one of them said that it was the worst basketball game they have ever seen in their lives. That was a game that this current crop of NBA players put out for the public to consume. It was an absolute disaster, a shamble of a game. But this is where we are. Where am I going with all of this? I want to quickly give you guys a quick rundown of this current team's roster. In this current roster, you have uh, Paolo Banchero, Mikel Bridges, Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Jaron Jackson Jr., Cam Johnson, Walker Kessler, uh, uh, yeah, Walker Kessler, Bobby Portis, and Austin Reeves. And then for the staff, you have Steve Kerr, Eric Spolstra, Tyron Lue, Mark Mark Few. Hell of a coaching roster. Let me give you guys team. Uh, Team USA for the 2012 games. Let me give you the roster that they had then in 2012. Tyson Chandler, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Darren Williams, Andre Godala, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Love, James Harden, Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, and Carmelo Anthony. Let me give you guys a 2018 Carlos Boozer, Jason Kidd, LeBron James, Darren Williams, Michael Reed, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, Dwight Howard, Chris Bosh, Chris Paul, Tayshaun Prince, and Carmelo Anthony. Now, let me ask you guys a question. What do you notice? What do you notice? Well, what I notice is in those two previous teams, You had by far the best players in the world, by far. 
the best players in the world willing to go into this tournament to represent their country. They were not above it. Don't even make me bring up the dream team. They were not above it. But this current crop of NBA players are like, nah, man, I can't be bothered with that. First of all, how much y'all going to be paying us? Like you want me to go out there and put forth an effort? Is there going to be any money involved? Like, y'all got to convince me. Y'all really want me to go out there and compete for this? Really? Y'all want me to be a part of this? Like, come on, man, I can't be a part of this. I'm too flawed for this. Yeah, I know Kobe and so many top 10 players and top 50 players, top 75 players. I know they competed. But I just feel like we're, like I'm too good for all of this. I'm too good for all of it. Y'all don't, y'all don't need me. What is the NBA turning into? What's the NBA? T- I, re- I think I recently heard John Moran said there's no way he's competing or one of his teammates say he's not competing in the slam dunk. I like that's beneath him. So a contest that Vince Carter, Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, Spud Webb, Kobe Bryant, uh, uh, Tracy McGrady, um, um, Richard Jefferson, not Richard Jefferson, um, um, Jason Richardson, uh, Blake Griffin, uh, all of these all-time great dunkers, Andre Godal, all of these guys competed in it, but y'all are too good for it. Like, they did it, but that's beneath this guys, these guys. Yeah, I'm going to play an all-star game. Yeah, I know in previous all-star games you had Kevin Durant, Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony, Jason Kidd, Allen Iverson. I know you guys play defense, but to be quite honest with you guys, I think that's beneath me to play defense. Like, why am I playing defense? How much are y'all paying me? This is what these dudes sound like. And I don't know what Adam Silvers is promoting out here. And a lot of this translates to the lack of defense you see played in this era, which to me is incredible. An era where there are no defenders and people are talking talking about this is the most skilled defensive era. Who are the best defenders in, of this era? Who? Who? Who's the Tolly Allen of this era? Who's the Dwight Howard of this era? Who's the Ron Artest of this era? Who's the Kobe Bryant of this era? Like, y'all name, who's the Scottie Pippen of this era? Who are the defenders? Who are the, who are the dude? Who's the Tayshaun Princes of this era? Who are the Shane Battiers? Who are the Bruce, Bruce Bowens? Who, where are they? Nobody plays defense anymore. I don't even know what this thing is turning into. But I don't think you're going to be seeing any stars participating in this thing moving forward because I think, honestly, these guys say, number one, I'm too cool for school. And number two, if I'm not getting a bag for it, why am I doing it? It's unreal. You need to be motivated. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Anyway, I'm going to leave it to you guys, man. Y'all, y'all have fun with it. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.